Amy's breakthrough, after break, and I want a PET scan. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Wishes, salutations, Ziploc bag. What's going on? Ziploc bag. Um, <laughs> can can we first talk Uh-oh. about Ziploc bags? They are Uh-oh. the best invention. Mm, it's pretty fucking good. Ever, Pretty maybe. fucking good. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Zip. Uh, who is it? Mr. Lock bag. Johnson. Are they, John- are they Johnson and Johnson? Who's on the corner? Who's on the corner of the Ziploc bag? You're looking at it. It's blue. There's a little J, blue Yeah, there's corner. a J there, but it's either S.C. Johnson, Johnson & Johnson. It's Jesse, J- it's, it's Jesse Johnson. That's who it's it is. not S.C. Johnson. Right. Essie's a bitch. It's Jesse, Jesse Johnson. Good morning to you, Melissa. Good morning. Hi. We both had a break. We both a took a week to reboot, recharge, nap, eat fun things, we both had some sun in our past week. Yours was tropical, though. How was your... Oh, first, let's tell dearest listener, yes, Amy's passport came on time, and Woo! she flew with her son on a trip to mm, Jamaica. How Woo-hoo! was it? Oh, my gosh. It was so needed and delightful. I went there with zero expectation of what it would be. I was taking the senior on his senior high school class trip. So there were 22 children there who were all magically 18-ish. And in Jamaica, when you're 18-ish, that means you're legal. You can do everything. There are no restrictions on drinking alcohol. There are lots of open mouths saying, I'm 18 years old. You can't tell me what to do. There's all this that came from someone we met on the trip, not one of our traveling children. Anyway, I went there with the expectation that it was going to be a real headache and quite the opposite. It was a true delight from sunup till sundown and everything in between. It was so easy and luxurious, which I didn't expect and lovely. So lovely. It was super lovely. How was your spring break? Um, so I had a spring break with each kid who came home, right? Um, Because theirs are not the same. And then my husband and I took a week to go to the shore house. Delightful. We we had two separate couples join us on separate ends of the week. And we had a fantastic time. Beloved. I got to tell you, though, I left, you know, I have three dogs. And I left the two big ones at home with a pet sitter. I have a history with pet sitters. But this woman, this young, young woman, used to babysit our children so if She's I tried, graduated to dogs. She has graduated all levels of everything and is now working for a drug company and not the one I frequent. But, you know, she works for she's a drug repish and she has her territory is in our in our area. And she went ahead and said, I could do a midday walk for them, too. You don't even need to call someone else. So she stayed home. I said, hey, uh, heads up, I'm taking one of the dogs. You do not have to look for her. <laughs> She's not missing. I have her at the shore. Amy, if I tell you I came home to three bowls of dog food, would you think that for the week I was gone, she fed three dogs? 
I don't even know what to say to this. Are you out of your mind? I said to my husband, honey, why are there three full bowls of dog food here if she only had two dogs to watch? And I told her and she knows I took number three. Um, I did it again. I picked a pet sitter. <laughs> Just I have history. That's all I have to say is I have history and it ain't great. Wow. Yeah. That's a problem, right? Well, I mean, problem, It's is it more like an opportunity for learning? Oh, okay. For like, like a big learning opportunity? Yeah. Okay. It was, I felt like okay. I was seeing things. I thought, you know, I only left you two dogs. I can't imagine why you just <laughs> fed three. Did you bring your own? Like, I don't know what, what to make of that. But we did go to the shore and we did spend a week there. And really, you got to walk up to buffet number one for breakfasty lunch or buffet number two you had spreads did you all gather for dinner together we sure did because we were such a large group I didn't realize that a handful of the families were traveling as families and a second handful of families were traveling as couples so we really did have a mixed bag where there were lots of different collective units that dynamics, were kind of gathering. Different dynamics, yeah, yeah. But with so many people, that made us a party of nearly 60. So we were a sizable force at the place. And that meant that we would pick the restaurant and then everyone would just do their own thing so that we would all eventually end up at the same restaurant over the course of the night. But I imagine this is what cruise ships are like. You just kept seeing everybody all the time. So generally, two people would make a party of 10 reservation somewhere. So you could always show up and crash something and then you didn't really need it because there was more food than anyone could ever possibly eat at all times. So it was just kind of wander around and see people. But it was also the kind of thing where somebody would rent one of those oceanfront cabanas or three of them in a row. So we had a little compound. I mean, everything was just handled. I was like... The guest of someone. I don't even understand myself because I paid. But, you know, I ended up with a swim up room, which I didn't expect, which I didn't buy. So I either got upgraded into it or it was a mistake. I don't even know what to tell you. But that was so delightful because then I could have little secondary breakout parties. People would come over and visit when, you know, swim in that pool for a while. So it was just crazy. Luxury. It's not what I expected. I expected it to be like... New Orleans style, hurricane glasses, overflowing with grain alcohol, people dangling and nut balls everywhere. No, it wasn't any of that stuff. It absolutely wasn't any of that stuff. Are it you was saying that a nobody lot dangled? of sex. No, no, but one the first night a very tall boy who happens to be six five leaned over the balcony and it terrified me because his those balconies are super low anyway. They're the old stone ones. And he leaned over and so it only came up to barely his hip bone. And when he leaned over, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sensing something's not going to work out for you. So I grabbed a hold of his shit and pulled him back in. But other than that, that was really, and he was just being gangly. It wasn't really even a big thing. But there was a lot of sex. I didn't anticipate that there would be so much sex. It was tons of sex. There was a New York girls high school or a bunch of girls from New York high school, whether they were traveling as, I didn't even catch on, but. Yeah, they sort of connected, and everybody evidently went there with the intent of getting laid. Did you go on spring break with the intent of getting laid? I don't remember this. I'm too You're old. You're not talking about spring break. You're talking about senior week. 
Senior week is very different than spring break. Spring break is show your tits. Senior week is, hey, hey, what? Get laid, get fucked. Like it's a how drunk can you get? This is our last hurrah. Let's hook up with people we just met who's gone to our school for the last mm, 12 years with us. Okay, I didn't I know didn't, you were there. You don't look familiar. I didn't familiar. get any of these memos. I didn't get any of these memos, but I learned quick. So, I mean, I did the primer real fast and figured it out. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, and you were aware that all these kids were having sex? After the fact, meaning the next morning, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should have gone to that party. But it was, I mean, relatively short lived. It's not like, as you say, these aren't budding relationships. Right. But, and but I don't love it. They're all so. connected on Snapchat now, though. So, and you don't through know. their groins, evidently. So, yeah, they were really making it happen. As well yeah. as all of these kids are now going to college. And this just adds to their geography. Oh, I met this girl. And oh, she goes here. Like that, a well, bad hookup thing. will follow you. I'll well, promise here's you that. So, was there that? Yes. Were they offered uh, cocaine? marijuana and prostitutes within the first hour yes they absolutely were offered this or had access to get this within the first hour they could find it at this resort and it was a nice place it wasn't you know seedy or anything it's just people that work well, there it's jamaica there's marijuana they cater on to pillow. their clientele yeah. yes so all of that did happen everyone was happy and friendly there was no drama there was just none of that they were delight one of the families is a fucking mormon family in our midst. So she no was trash, idea. right? Trash? Going to, nope, mm-hmm. not a drop. Going to Brigham Young. <laughs> not a single drop, right? Super living the life. Props to this generation. They've got every flavor of gender identity. They've got every flavor of uh, sexuality. They've got every flavor of abstinence and, you know, risk-taking. And all of them mix and support each other and did the, I'm going to make sure to walk you home and checking in on, and please don't buy that. You can get that in China, meaning for souvenir stuff. Like they were just, they were just being good little buddies to each other. So I was really pleasantly surprised. So it was very nice. Very relaxing. It's hard to be home, but I'm home now. Much like you felt at the beach with your oh, bookended so couples. Nice. It was so nice. The, the big issue for us there is what's for dinner. <laughs> where is dinner? Let's be honest. It's where's dinner, not what's dinner. And what I thought was super interesting was we went to Atlantic City for a couple of meals. hey Right out of Goodfellas. Like right out of the places, first of all, that my husband wanted to get reservations are not places that you can just go to. First of all, you have to have a reservation. There's no walk-in, but there's also you have to leave a message on their voicemail. And if they call you back, you can book a reservation if it's available. Most of the time, they don't call you back. And one of the two places will only call you back if you've already been there and have left a tip over 30%. I don't have any problems with this. This is like elite bullshit. All right. So once you get there, and my other thing is I'm I'm a huge fan, my whole family is, I think, of the the chicken parmesan right it's the generic welcome to america it's the generic white girl order at any italian restaurant white boy too sorry i don't mean to be sexist no it's you already know this but just on the off chance that you don't know this it's not an italian food right it's not an italian food it's an american food it was created here by italian immigrants trying to cobble together some shit 
that tasted like what they love based on what you could fucking get here. So here. So it's a totally American food. And I fucking love it. And nobody does it better. (laughs) Nobody does it better than than the I don't even remember where I'm from. Mid-Atlantic. Nobody does it better than where you were. It's it's really really tasty I said to at one of the meals I said I don't even hear them pounding the fuck out of this chicken because I bet you if it wasn't breaded and sauced and cheesed within an inch of its life I could see through it it was sheer perfection right I think I don't have a concept of money is that possible have I been so sheltered no honey I I think we all know this are you catching up welcome you're one of our listeners now what would you pay for a meal of chicken parm in Atlantic City today? Anywhere. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about. Uh, like, you know, bump your head on $30 per plate. And what comes on that plate? You're going to get a incredibly thin, almost a scallopini of a chicken breast. Yes. It's been pounded thin, coated in super flavorful Parmesan dusted breadcrumbs deep fried in garlic oil. That's yeah, going to be starving. served. I'm immediately starving. That's going to be served over oil-dressed noodles. Typically, it's going to be spaghetti noodles or it can be penne if you ask for it. And they're going to dress those in marinara. Then they're going to put marinara on top of that cutlet, cover the whole thing with a mix of mozzarella and, frankly, smoked provolone cheese mm. and then put it under the broiler so that the entire thing, including the plate, becomes scalding too hot to touch and then it's... And it's that beautiful mm. caramel brown dotted milky white cheesy gooey yeah. delight that you can't get anywhere else. And then they hit it with three of these incredibly desiccated pieces of what used to be Italian parsley on top just for a tiny little dash of green. And then you're ready to go. They put it in front of you. Then you get a basket of bread. You, If it's a nice place. You get a basket of bread that you would pay for, but they just bring it to you because it's Warm. so fucking good, right. right? And that comes with oil and butter, and you usually put both on. And then, you know, you have a little red wine, you're ready to go. The places in Atlantic City or down there charge $30 for your chicken hey! cutlet. You're absolutely on target, but that's the only thing you get on that plate. There's no so pasta. So the, the pasta no side is another, is another $7.99 now. Well, 12, that's COVID, yeah. too. That's COVID, too. That's is COVID. It? Sure. Still. They got those Czechoslovakian kids are not coming over and waiting on us anymore. You remember when you go to Linux City and there was no American kids? They're all European kids. 100% European kids come for the summer and take care of oh, you. Oh, they're oh, not, summer, he- they're yeah. not here anymore. They're not here anymore. So now you got Sal's Aunt Gigi's got to come out when she was not fucking wanting to serve you. She was right? done. Right. She's done. Gigi make more money than them Czechoslovakian kids over the summer. Who you can bribe with like two joints in an apartment over the closet, right? No, that it's is not so. So yes. accurate. I I don't even have words for you how bizarrely accurate that was. I went with AJ Greeley down to hey! <laughs> Ocean nice. City, Maryland, and we went on the boardwalk and we hooked up with all of these foreign staff on the teacups, on all the rides, on on the change your clothes for the old timey photoshop it. thing 
everybody who worked there were like, your accent is delightful. And if delightful. you're really lucky, somebody knows somebody who's got like a van so you can get somewhere, you know, because nobody's got a car because you can't even afford to park it, let alone have it. You never so, go to a second location, Amy. Right, I do right, not know right. what you're talking about. Well, I mean, I like it when it's a van, not because it's rapey, but because you can fit more people in it. That's all. As opposed to like, I don't know, fucking Corolla or some stupid shit where it's like the tailpipe drags on the ground. <laughs> There's no roof Sparks liner flying. or roof. Yeah. Roof yeah. liner. You really just drew a picture <laughs> for me. Or the roof liners hanging in your face because the windows are open and it keeps blowing in your face and you keep trying. Radio to- is permanently stuck to AM, but it's still better than silence. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a fun summer. I should thank hey, her hey. again for that. That was ho, awesome. Ho. All of these meals. I mean, we became the old Jews who talk about the next meal at the current meal and... My girlfriend searches and studies menus like they are. She's a Talmud scholar. Like she just (laughs) goes through them to the point where I am content going out with her and saying to her, go ahead, order for me. You should. I'm amen to you, sister. Have you ever let somebody order for you? Always. It depends. I mean, when you're a trusted ally, if you're up to the job. Then yes, that's true. It depends on who it is. I would let you order. Well, I already do. I don't. Mm-hmm. Who am I kidding? I, I so I'm difficult to stop. I generally order for people whether they know it or not. And then all the food comes to the table. And they're like, who's that for? And I'm like, it's for us. And they're always shocked it's for the table. So, and it's yeah. delicious. And they're thrilled about it. So you'll eat it. I mean, that's how it goes. So there it is. You'll eat it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm surprised at how expensive everything is. I don't understand why it's such a shock to me. I The money I spend, I would rather spend on my children. It's not that I'm cheap and I wait, don't want to spend wait, the wait, money. Wait, 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 wait. No, you won't. What? You would rather not. Wait a minute. What? This is implying that there is some sort of unfair bargain in the amount that you're paying for the greatest joy that can be achieved on this planet which is a plate of food prepared and brought to you by somebody fucking else. Anybody what could else, you buy? What honest. could you spend the money? What could you spend it on? What could you, what are you spending it on? It's only $30. It's only $60. It's only a couple hundred dollars. What do you care? What's the matter? For every meal. I just feel like I and oh, I've we've discussed this before. My husband opens his wallet when it comes to tipping and he just It's like one of those money counters and I thought how are we getting home? Like what? What's happening now? We are we broke? Missy still needs to hit the dispensary. Are we broke? What is happening? <laughs> are there dispensaries in the Jersey in Atlantic cities? Uh, yeah, there are. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, right. And instead yeah. of selling Swedish fish, they sell Swedish fish. Oh, I love that. Do you? Do you really? Yes. I'm a little leery. Aww. So I spent a week of food and food. You know, my favorite chocolate shop is down there. And you know, all of my favorite cookie homes cookie houses are there and my boardwalk so it was just really nice and there are certain people with whom you travel where it's easy as fuck because into that yeah you either live very similar lives where i'm gonna go walk the boardwalk or i'm gonna work out in the morning we don't eat till noon blah 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 all those things it worked out so perfectly very nice advice i went yesterday to a high school play (gasps) <gasps> I don't know if you need to roll with that. Shit. Normally I wouldn't. I did go because my girlfriend's daughter and my buddy were, she was doing a show and, and my girlfriend also put a lot of work in, you know, mother of 
of they were doing the Adams family values or whatever. Is it? Is that the second know. right? So they did that musical. Nice. And she was Wednesday. So, nice. So I was so excited and she fucking blew it out of the water. Excellent. And the lead was you're gonna see him. Remember remember when you saw Yes. Book of Mormon and you said yes. this guy's going to be a bigger star than yeah. So this kid is going to NYU, I think, for the musical theater. He's fantastic. It was really great. I did not oh. wear a mask. Was that I, the first time? Yeah, kind of. I in a theater, yeah. But I sat on the very end. I spoke to almost no one, but I hugged the shit out of that little girl when she came out full makeup. I just mm. It was amazing. I'm getting over things. I'm glad. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that on. you think sitting on the end of a row somehow entitles you to different air than the rest of oh, the I know it box doesn't. in which you sat. So I love it. Baby I steps, love it. woman. I love it. I'm, I'm supporting you. I think this is great. You and Howard Stern, at some point, you're going to come out of your homes. We're going to see you again. Well, the to sun quote came Jimmy out. Kimmel, R.E., Howard Stern, we can't lose you, Howard. You have to come outside. You, you, the longer you stay in there, you'll never come out again. That's just it. The longer you give in to your tiny little ghosts of you're going to die, um, you're, you're definitely putting yourself on a path to never come out of it. And I can't do that. So Because when we talked with these two different couples about you know retirement, where do you want to be? What are you going to do? We all had Ooh. a similar theme of, well... I have this shore house, one, and I plan to sell the home front and go wherever the fuck my children are. I want to (laughs) take the baby on Friday and give you a complete day off and and have our day together and do that for years as long as my back and knee allow. I, I want to play a role, so I will, as big as they will allow me to play in their lives, not their I'm couple just, lives. Well, I'm just going to I'm gonna sit and I'm going to stop you for a minute. Do it. I'm going to take it down. We're going to slow jam. We're going to take it way down. Mm-hmm. I cannot, <laughs> yes, I cannot even fathom the thoughts that have rolled out of your mouth. Really? After being rattling around in your head and preparing a plan. We are, we are, I, I wouldn't even call us friends to hear you talking right now. I'd be like, who is this? I love what you're saying. I don't understand but it never, why it's so... It never even occurred to me. It's like saying, I can't wait for the youngest to graduate high school because I'm immediately moving to Tibet and I'm going to start a what nipple milk strange? factory oh and I'm going to sell my own breast milk. That's how it's like, what? What okay. was so foreign in what I said? What was so... There, there are just so many decisions and choices that ladder up to that eventuality so it starts with my kids are going to go somewhere and procreate and I'm going to sell my worldly possessions and go relocate leave my leave my life and go start another chapter of my life in that place and abscond with this baby several times a month, <laughs> right? And make my days about, now I get another little one to, oh, won't this be fun until you're not, and then I give you back, and create a whole new social network over there. Like, it was just, it 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 seemed, when you said it, yeah, as inevitable, this is a very, uh, I don't think privilege is the right word, but we'll claim it. This is a very privileged statement I'm about to make. 
It seemed as inevitable as when the kids go to college. When we make the sentence, when the kids go to, there's no promise that the kids are going to college. You are that right. They'll be, that they'll be interested in it, that college will exist when they're that old, that we can afford it, that they will earn the right to get in, right? Or make it all the way through. So even this expectation that you have is so great and loaded and foreign and familiar all in one. And I love it. It just wasn't, it's not anywhere on my mind. I mean, I've got a senior who I'm, you know, having yet another STD talk with. So I'm super not in grandbaby relocation mental mode. So it's just crazy. It's crazy to hear. It's crazy to and hear. And you have a younger one. So you're not even approaching emptiness oh God. yet, right? Oh God. So you oh still God. have. And we just heard that one of the families who I never in a million years would have suspected has become a safe haven for, um, Come to our house if you're going to drink at 14. Some of these freshmen are 14. It's really early for that, really. isn't it? I think any, I, I'm not one of those families. So I don't even like it knowing the senior, senior kid age families who let this happen. But freshmen, come on. But back to you. I just no, found it. I wait. found it stunning. I found it stunning. I found it stunning. Wait, one you're, more you're, second there. Using yes, the phrase, ma'am. well, they're going to do it anyway. No, they're not yeah. at 14. If you tell them you're not doing this and guess who's hanging out at home, they're only doing it because at 14, you're driving them there and somebody some older weird, is supplying alcohol. Was, so no to 14 year olds. I found it was some weird behavior. So we'll keep it locked on the seniors. So many of these kids are 18. Some of them are almost 19. Some of them are rising to be 18. So it's ish in that whole right. whole bracket, right? That's the age group of kids we're talking about. And I told you there was roughly 60 people there, 22 of which of whom were kids, right? In meeting and, and really getting to know a lot of these folks on a different level, traveling with them for, you know, five days as it was, I was stunned at how many are not only loose with alcohol and substance use, but advocate for it. There were parents there who were at the bar doing shots with these kids, with these kids, which I think is not great. I didn't say anything to them about it. I didn't participate. My kids came up and said, do a shot with me and I, my kid. And I said, Absolutely not. And then a handful of the other kids were, oh, come on, ex-mom did and ex-dad did. And I said, okay, I'll do that with you when you're 21 in the States. I'm not doing that with you here. And I just walked away. And they didn't do any shots. And then they went back to drinking their beer in cans, which I was inviting them to do. Like, let's stick with something that at least you can get a handle on. It's, you know, there's nothing else in it. It came sealed from the factory this red stripe can i don't even love that you're drinking beer in front of me like that's where i am on but this. i heard that when you opened I it can, and i know i can that. see it i can also kind of loosely keep my eye on how many cans went past you and you know it, and it's still it you get full and sleepy faster than you get drunk on beer compared with do you know how quickly you get drunk on shots of virtually grain alcohol? No, you don't know. So I, I don't, I'm not naive. I don't in any way think what they were doing was okay. I have to concede it was legal. I also understand that we were, nobody was driving and the they were within the rules of that resort. Wasn't my favorite rule, but you know. It began and ended there. I know that there's drinking that goes on here. I don't love it. I'm not inviting people to my house and saying, come into the basement, come into the backyard, let's have a bonfire, and everybody get lit up 
And evidently, I am in the minority of parents who feel this way. The overwhelming majority prefer having the kids at their house doing these illegal actions, which if, I can't even believe. Well, I, I can understand. That's that. My kids called it Sweek, and I wanted to punch them in the face when they would say, oh, we're going on Sweek, 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 Sweek. Say it again. Say it again. You are an angry elf. Say it again. So if they are someplace where 18 is the age limit or allowance for drinking, Jamaica is a different story. But for senior week, did we allow our kids to drink? Yeah. I mean, we could have said, I know there's drinking going allow. That's a weird word at this point because my kids are 18 and 19. But to know that they weren't driving, all of those things matter because when they are 18, not 14, you know they're going to go out and have some drinks with friends. So if they are in a safe place and they are not driving, I understand that mentality as a parent better than I do for a much younger child. I also didn't invite you guys to all go have sex, but what am I going to do? Knock on the door and say, out you go, girlies. I mean, at a certain point, this is, I am probably way more relaxed as a strange term, but just to, just to put us, no, I, I'm trying to, I, I'm, I'll come up with it after I've stumbled around for a bit, but if we're putting things on a sliding scale, uh, weed, substances of any kind, including weed, alcohol, and sex, Sex is the easiest one for me to get my head around because, sadly, both of the older two have been sexually active for some time. And it's not something – so it's we've – we're it's well-known to us. It is, you know, how do we manage this practice? How do we – I don't love it. I have frequent conversations about why are you doing this? It should be more special, blah, blah. But it, it is happening. So right now I'm just focused on no babies coming in this house. No babies coming in this house. No babies, no babies, no babies. Stop. Guess what? If you only like her for the weekend, uh, how are you going to feel when she's sitting at my table for the rest of your fucking life? That's what happens when there's a baby here. So let's just figure out what you're doing before you do it. Like that's where all of my energy is focused. And yeah, it's downstream of them all drinking beer together or passing around a joint. You know, they were buying cigars, hollowing out the cigars and filling them with weed and just openly smoking them everywhere they went. That was the that was the thing. As if we didn't realize that they were holding <laughs> holding a giant. What is it? A blunt? I don't even know what it's called when you do that. Right. But it's like, yeah. OK, do you think I can't smell it or see it or know it? And they're so stupid. I mean, it doesn't take very much for them to be visibly idiotic right, and giggly right, right. and laughy and then it's like you just sit them down somewhere and then they're done and that's over and so, they keep giggling it's very cute, yeah don't love it bad. but there were some parents who were treating the sex thing as if it was their first uh, who were literally knocking on the door and pulling people out and getting into altercations with these with these young I'll women. give you weed and alcohol and then tell you you can't touch yeah. each other yeah. What do you think? What do you think you're doing? And one of these girls from a New York school who we don't know looked her dead in the face and said, we're 18 years old. We could do whatever we want. Nice. Because she didn't realize she was standing directly next to the boy she was with. That was the mother of the boy she was with. And the mother looks right back to her and says, she goes, yeah, well, I'm 53 and you're not doing shit with my son. How do you like that? So I was like, oh, uh, let's get out of the lobby, maybe. <laughs> let's take this into a side room. Let's just maybe, good Lord. So I'm not, I'm not mocking 
anybody or that situation. It was uncomfortable for every fucking person. And I don't think any of them should be having sex. But at the same time, what am I going to... I would. I did not choose to go and knock on the door. I also didn't choose to insert myself into that in any way. I didn't want to be a part of it. I didn't see it happening. So that's the other thing. This happened directly in front of this mother where they were like, you, I mean, it would effectively like holding up a sign to each other. Would you like to go have sex right now? Let's do it right now. My mom's watching. Let's walk to the side and do it. Like it was one of those. And she was like, not in front of me was her big thing. I'm assuming that that New York girls school group did not come with their parents the way your private school, <laughs> North Carolina, even, cushy, I don't cushy even group know. did. I didn't even get involved. I don't even know. I had a hard enough time tracking my son because he threw his phone in the ocean accidentally. So after... 10 seconds at the resort, I had no physical way to find him except walking up to him, which good luck in a multi-mile giant place. We've been through that. Anyway. Before you left, you had a breakthrough. I did. I did. And it was with this very son. We went out to his birthday dinner and we were all talking. And for some reason during the birthday dinner, my husband and the freshmen in high school who were on the other side of the table, it was just the four of us, the other one's way at college. They were being so ugly to me and teasing and teasing. And I can never tell. Let me say it this way. I always expect that what they're saying is the flat truth. It's not teasing and it's real. So I still don't know if they were really teasing or if they really meant it. And they were going down this road of mom's going to be gone for a week. I can't wait to completely empty the garage and throw out all of her stuff. I can't wait to go into the attic. We've got a dumpster coming. I've hired the dumpster. It arrives the day you leave. And we're going to spend the entire week gutting everything. And they were actively talking and planning as if this was happening. It was making me so anxious My husband and angry. said that to me, and I thought as I picked up the knife to slit his throat... Yeah, my, my thing. I'll do it when you're when you go away. I'll just go through everything. You'll and do I thought, it when you're dead. Yeah, because I'll kill you right fucking now is what's going to happen. So I started flipping out and I said, I don't even know what this is, but the attic is off limits because as maybe listeners will recall, I have been slowly, training slowly. myself, yes. training myself to remove, reset, reduce the items. Right. And so that takes the form of very carefully packaging it up for sale, air quotes, for sale, putting them all in like groups, putting them in bags and boxes and bins, in some cases wrapping them with bows, putting them outside all ready. So they're all staged in the garage for this massive sale that I am going to have. Oh, I can't wait. And they're all there, right? Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, at which point there's uproarious laughter at everyone at the booth. So they're just laughing and laughing. So then we got into the conversation. This was the breakthrough part. I'll cut to So I've got stuff in the garage and I'm already thinking I have to just accept if it's in the garage and I haven't sold it, I am paying to store things I don't want. So I'm paying to house my waste, my junk, my things that are ready to leave me. And I have to just accept that it's ready to go. All right. So attic, not so. Attic are my precious belongings in the attic of which I've neither sorted nor care about, but that's their precious, okay? I don't care so, about them. They're precious. Right, right. So then I start sort of setting myself up for, okay, if they're really going to do this, just breathe in and breathe out. It's so much easier when you don't have to be a part of it. And then we started talking about how much money is it really? 
Would you make $5,000? Would you make $10,000 at this yard sale? $10,000. My husband is, is nearly choking to death on his, on his meal laughing at this. But I said, for the sake of it, let's call it $10,000. And the little one looks at me and he says, okay, let's call it 10 grand. How long does it take you to make that? X number of hours? And he rattled him off the top of his head and he was right. And, it, and I said, yeah, I guess. And he goes, okay, would you spend that same amount of time selling this stuff? And I said, no. And he goes, and if you were to have the sale, you'd probably take longer than that amount of time to actually pull it off and sell it, right? And I went, well, yeah. And he goes, so what are we, what are we doing? And I was like, you shut up. You shut up. I don't like you. He's going to be fine. Okay, that one, check. That so, then, fine. so then the birthday boy, the 18-year-old next to me, looks over and he's talking about the garage, talking about the garage, talking about the garage. I'm very high V. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to accept what they're putting in my face. And he looks at me and he goes, he goes, well, I mean, in my garage, you know that red rectangle of trash? And I lost my shit. He just referred to it as the red rectangle of trash. And I immediately knew what he meant. And then I laughed for a solid 18 minutes because we do have a six foot by 30 foot red suede rectangle of trundle bed, sectional sofa, furniture, packing crates, bicycles, boots, surfing gear, we don't surf, all the fucking things, all the fucking things mounded on top of this sofa. And with the sofa's on its side. That's how big it is. This is an overheight, this is a, the garage door in that one is 16 feet tall. It's meant so that you can drive in with a rooftop carrier on the car. And then there's another, like, I don't know, five feet over that. So it's incredibly tall. So we've got this thing stacked vertically. It is a giant rectangle of, he said the word. Trash. And I released it. I, I didn't really release it so much as had it ripped from me by the universe, but it was removed from my hands like a baby on a plane when it's going down. I didn't want it removed from my hands, but it was nonetheless. And I had to accept... I'm going to go away. I'm not going to have to do it myself. I'm not going to have to incinerate this stuff myself. But it's a rectangle of trash what that happened, I've been keeping Amy? habit trail style. Amy, what happened? There's now a walkable path from the door to the garage They door. followed through? It's cleared out. And you can go in there. I would kill you, my fucking husband if he tried to pull You don't have shit. to turn sideways. The car is parked and you could walk your whole shoulder body and your bag next to you rolling and come all the way up to the stairs. They're clear. They're clear. Is I'm the, crying. She is I'm crying. crying. She's crying. Is the dumpster really still in your driveway? No, there was never any dumpster. They lied, but they did get the stuff, part of it out. And it's nice. It feels good. I put that sofa there, I think, seven and a half years ago. <laughs> But I mean, it's a garage. It has a door that closes, and who's in there? It's meant to store things. Fuck you. I'm just That's saying, amazing. take your mask off. That's a big Take your step. mask off. Take your mask off. I so did. I'm going to do yeah. more. I'm going to do more. I'm going to do more. I'm going to do more. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I hate it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do. I could have made so much money selling that fucking sofa. Do you know how much people would pay me for that sofa? So what? Nothing. Is, what? <laughs> nothing. What keeps us? There is a big stumbling <laughs> block right in front of us because I'm confident that if we went ahead and took our shit and put it on eBay, put it on Facebook Marketplace by you, we would move that stuff out of here. We would get 
I don't know, 30 bucks for this, 100 bucks for that. Total $426 for everything, not the 10 grand that the you- money. The money made a difference. The money made a difference. Even five grand. How long does it take you to earn five grand? Well, who are you right? talking to? Okay, From this how podcast, valuable, you want to ask? How valuable, how valuable is five grand to you? And I know it's a ton of money. And at the same time, it's nothing. It's nothing. You know, if it was that, let me say it a different way. That's not so loaded. If five grand was that valuable to you, you would have urgently sold these items to convert them to the five grand that you need. So it's not that valuable to you. What is happening in my case, I know it to be true, is I fundamentally was raised to value objects and store them in this way. I was raised alongside, you know, at the hip of my depression era grandmother who had tons of items neatly, carefully, not creepily stored and always had a use for something and would use them. That sofa would not have lingered for seven years. It would have gone to someone who just bought a house or needed a thing, whatever. There was always a use for the kind of thing. And so somewhere in me, when an item still has value, functional value, Can't it's difficult it. to just pitch Separate. it. Conversely, our close friends here are the exact opposite. They are, they are shameful in their waste, and they know it. Shameful in their waste. They were painting. This is just an example just this very weekend, doing some painting projects. They have a new home. They were doing some painting projects. And when they were done with the painting project, they put the stuff down in a bucket and let it dry there and then threw out the whole bucket with the paint and the brush. Ruined. That my skin ruined. is crawling. My skin ruined. is crawling. Ruined, ruined. And I, I said, do you have another paintbrush? I will help you paint. And she went over to another ruined bucket and she goes, this is from last weekend when we were painting. See? So she threw that in the trash. She's like, it's such a shame. It's such a waste. Why do we do it? And then moved on. So they just moved on. See, they move on. They're happy. They're very successful people. I want that. That's I, I think what we need on. to learn, the mental state. Well, she wasn't raised by the same people that raised you and taught you to value not just what it can do for you, but where to put it else when you're finished with it. I'll tell you something else that she told me. There is a member of her extended family who has trouble with objects and that trouble is called hoarding so she's seen she's seen okay so I think the exact opposite is happening where it's like yeah I'm not going to I would rather throw the this is this has become trash right this I can identify what trash is and that's you goodbye like that's the kind of thing where I have a hard time identifying trash I'm stuck (laughs) in the middle I'm stuck in the middle of those two theories I know trash oh, I that it. was my breakthrough. So I'm going to continue. And I think honestly, part of it on my manifestation level, I think it has to do with weight loss too. You have to clear out. You have to be able to release. And I have to do that on my body. So there's something very unsettling about massive reduction in every aspect of your life. And I'm sort of going through it. So that's me, blah, blah. I had said that once I had my health figured out, I would go room (laughs) by room through this house and like do the great purge because I can't do a great purge. There's an adjusting point after any huge windfall. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. I think I'm in the middle between the hoarder and the 
I don't know, purge, whatever. I'm I'm smack in the middle and I want to, I'm starting with the pantry this week. I'm going to go through, why do I have all of these bags and, and half yeah. opened, half used, clearly stale? Yeah. Do I need 35 cans of, I do, I'm lying. I need all of, everything that's in a can I need. But I like the, what's it called? Cranberry sauce that takes the shape of the can. And when I couldn't find it in the pantry, I bought two more and I only used one. And then when I put it in there, I might've found the other ones. I need to go through there. So everything is visible and I don't have to spend more money. Your friends who were painting have a cushion where they could say, get this out of here. It's trash. And when they need a new one, they can go right back to Home Depot, to Lowe's, and they could pick themselves up a new bucket and a new, and have it not make a difference. I do have a hint of that breadline mentality from relatives of mine that tell me, I'm getting better, that tell me you need this or hold on to this. You never know when you'll need this again. When in reality, I should say, I I have a very privileged life. This is clutter. It is making a mess. It is in the way. Get rid of it. And if 15 years from now you need another one, we'll go get another one. Well, it's like everything else. It's bigger than the object. It's tied to something else. And in the kitchen, for you in particular... I wonder if the pantry, I know her eyes got so big. Don't if touch my pantry, Oreos. Yeah. No, if the pantry has has something to do with your relationship, whatever that may be, I'm not inventing one for you, with your relationship with food. I know that the objects in this house have to do with my relationship to caring for my kids. I always want to be in a situation where if they have a need for something, I have it. And the things that I'm hanging on to are also things for them, like I'm not yeah, that couch a, like, is your son's first apartment after, yes, absolutely. I have all of their shoes. Not that they're going to wear them again, but somehow I'm like, somebody's going to need these shoes or we paid a lot of money for those shoes and they have value intrinsically. I'd like to sell them, recoup that value and buy them more shoes. But it's, you know, or I'm going to make art with this or I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll get to that later-ish. You know, that's, these are my doom piles, all the things. I wonder if the food... In your case, because you love to tell everybody that you have doom piles and you just, you just don't, you're just a liar. Today, check your phone. I'm going to start taking pictures of all of my doom piles and you're going to just get picture after picture. If a stack of mail is what you're calling a doom pile, you need to read the dictionary because it's not a fucking doom pile. I'll show you. But number one. Okay. So, but here's the thing that you do have. Your pantry is a fucking hoarding nightmare. It is. And it's, it's crazy. And I thin it out on the regular. I really do. You so, you super don't. The pantry is insane. Guys, I think it's important. Dear listener, I think it's important that if my kids come home from school and they want a snack, any snack, be it a hostess cupcake, a Twinkie, Oreos in three different varieties and 75 bags of chips that are just the right chips, except for the cheese curls, because I eat eight of those a day. The visible abundance of that cabinet. It's not workable abundance. It's not feasible. You said it yourself. I don't know what's in there. It's, It's nine warehouses of Costco size boxes deep of food from infancy. There's so much there. But when you open it, guess what you do as, a, as anyone who opens it? You stand back. First of all, it's a double door pantry. Just get your head around that shit. So you open it and it's like your eyes pop off your head because magically, you're, yes, yes, the pearly <laughs> gates of snack food heaven have opened to me and they're all here for you only in mommy's kitchen. 
Come right? home. So I feel like everybody I feel like that's home. what that is. I feel like that's what it is. It's a fucking lighthouse. It's a fucking lighthouse. Well, that's why I bought the beach Lay, house, by the way. Spinning fucking <laughs> Frito yes. What do you think is at the shore house right now? What do you think is there? Because I'll tell you. Samesies. You have samesies. All of the ingredients for s'mores waiting in case you want to do it. That's up on the shelf. All of the lots of wine from the summer's joy. Like there's still alcohol hey, hey, from hey, July. Hey, so hey, I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. Yeah. Come see me. All right. So I'm going to slowly, slowly. I don't have the rec, the red rectangle. There's not one thing that marks. I got Good rid of red my, rectangle of trash. <laughs> I got rid of my daughter's drum kit and that hurt. I still have I still have two drum kits. Here. I cried yeah. like yeah. you did for the rectangle of trash. I cried yeah. when that drum kit rolled away in a car with somebody who would use it. And now my daughter recently just said, where's my where are my drums? And I thought. You right. go you go fuck yourself right now. You go right now and go get a twinkie. They're in first. the six years that you've ignored them. That's where they are. They're in that six years. Where's year my hug? I'll tell you yeah. where your hug is. Your hug's on Long Island. Go find it and then find your Bingo. way back here. Bingo. Okay, so when I said that I wanted my health figured out first, I went on Monday and I had an MRI of my knee and they said, You have is a it still there. You yeah. have a fusion, but you don't have a tear, a rip, or this. And I said, That's great. Although Something physically wrong would have given a a better flow chart of choices. Go it's a have nice this. gold star. Yes. You're, right. You have been feeling pain. We acknowledge it. Bink. What That's they nice. did acknowledge is how white my bones were glowing on the x-ray, that that is arthritis. Well played. And um, yeah, I have fluid on my knee. So I'm going to try an anti-inflammatory for a week. And then I'll try it once I eat food. I'll try a lot of things. I'll try physical therapy. But what I really want deep, deep down, knowing full well that I just want to maintain a full pantry of snacks so my children come (laughs) home, I want a PET scan. What is the matter with you? Doesn't everybody want a PET scan? No, not a single person in the listening radius. Are you sure? All right, dear listener, this is is your call to action. Brilliantobservations at (laughs) gmail.com. Go on Facebook, Brilliant Observations, or Brillob Squad, which is our incredibly elite group that anyone is welcome to join, and listen Brilliant on Instagram and Twitter. Tell us immediately, do you want a PET scan? And I will just explain my reasoning. I want to know if something's growing so I can kill it. I want to know if something's wrong so I could nip it early. I have goals to feed my children's children a Twinkie. Clearly. Right. I would never do that. If my children ever hear this, I would never do Twinkie that. Twinkie okay. Twinkie okay. But ice cream. It would be ice cream. I-, I want to know that I'm going to make it to 97. It's 83. When when my children finally commit to have a partner and raise babies. I'll be way too Can we old. take a boob leg? When you said Twinkie and then you said ice cream, I I, I confess to you, I was all in. And my brain immediately lingered there. And it occurs to me, if you don't know about it, yeah. there's a small kitchen appliance that is perfectly suited for your family. The Yonana? N- <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what? What is that? The Yonana. It takes bananas and it makes ice cream. Does it have something to do with being a grandmother? No, it's bananas. Yonana, boat, banana, Yonana. Oh, yes. I, I, this is fantastic. No, it's called the... It's called the Ninja Creamy. Yeah, that's my daughter's birthday present. 
Yes. Yeah. You are you are a creamy ninja creamy family, I can tell. Absolutely. It'll be fantastic for you. Absolutely. I just want somebody to get it so that I don't have to get it. So that I We're can gonna use get the it. My daughter creamy. requested it for her birthday, but her birthday's the end of the summer and She'll I think use she's it gonna twice, need it. And then you'll never use it again. but it'll be nice to have the shore house for when I want some sorbet. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm just trying to say. I'm so trying. Everybody to say. doesn't want a PET scan. I want to know. No. No. Nobody wants PET scan. Nobody even knows what it is, and nobody wants it. No one is. No one does this. I wanted to start a business of owning a PET scan, so you could come in, pay us a grand, we'll put you in it, and we will tell you where you have things Honey, growing. Do you and feel changing. like it's difficult to have access to this? If you want it, you can get it. I get you one tomorrow. It's not like getting a toe. You can get this shit. When you need it, what's the matter with you? Do you did you say to somebody I want a PET scan and they said no? I don't think you can just walk in and get a PET scan. What are you talking of course about? You can. We live in America. You can get anything you want. I thought you were going to start a business. You were going to start an on-demand radiological service for crazy people. Yes, yes. With money, they already exist. For sure. Yes. Your husband is a doctor. I, what do you okay he said there's We're no gonna, profit margin there don't bother it's because no one wants no it's because of radiology there's no but. audience there that's why but let's get back to you let's keep it on you let's put the spotlight on you you're the star i don't like it you're the star i don't you're the like star. it you're the star. look away you look got away them, you got them glowing white bones you're the star let's hit you brittle bone hit it if you want a pet scan yeah you say ding dong hi doc I'd like a PET scan. And the doc says, sure. And they scribble something on that pad. They don't. Say, Sheila's going to call for you. And then there you go. What's the problem? They don't do that because there has to be a reason for it. There has to be codes that this woman's crazy. The reason is I'm litigious. Yes, the reason is I'm litigious and I want a PET scan. You going to do it or are we going to call your lawyer? I wonder I'm going to do it today. I see the nine code you use for whatever that code thing is you use for. I'm litigious. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I need a PET scan and so do you. Use this medical degree for this frivolous test and everybody's happy. Off we go. Boop, 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 boop. As I say, walking down the street with your dick out. Like that's all you need to do. Snapping your fingers. Sweetie, if you can't get a PET scan, call me. I'll get you one today. It's easy. It's easy. I want, Your husband's in the biz, man. I was comforted for, I would say, three to six weeks knowing that the inside of my colon was gorgeous, pink, and perfect. And I thought, Jesus. okay, it's not my colon that's going to kill me. What else is it? Like six weeks, I was content, you know, thinking I was almost psychologically healthy when it came to that. <laughs> but no, no, I'm back on the train of, well, my knee hurts now. And you did look in there, so there's no massive tumor. I think that's great. I do want to end our podcast on a fun and awesome note this week. We, I do have another topic I want to discuss with you also. So I have a topic okay. and a fun one. Do you want to do the funner topic first? I love being guided by you. I'll do the topic first. Who in your life told you, I think this is great that you're becoming better and, and super great, but I don't want you to lose weight. Who told you that? Oh, we're just jumping in all the way up to the tits. Yeah. Who told you I that? The, I put that one down. Someone who, um, it was a very hurtful thing, and it was not intended to be hurtful, and I thought about it for a solid week before deciding not to... Hold it against them for the rest of their no, lives? No, to, not to engage in a secondary follow-up conversation about it, just to completely 
absorb it, it absorb it drop it no because it was it was hurtful enough that i wanted to go back to this but it's a very it's a, it's a surprising person and i wanted to go back and say you stepped in something you didn't know it and i want to let you know cuz i value everything we're doing here and here's what you stepped in Here's why you stepped in it, meaning my response to it maybe is bigger than it should have been. But here's also the thing you need to know so you don't do this to somebody else. And instead, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to not continue to fan that flame. But I was told after selectively sharing with someone very close to me, non-relative, that I'm losing weight. And I got granular. I said how I'm losing the weight and that I'm working with a physician all of the reasons and the the steps that I'm taking, some of the backstory as to how difficult this has been, why it's incredibly difficult now, how it is a medical thing, not just a cosmetic or um, a fly-by-night thing, how I fall into a new category of stubborn weight that is, you know, really weird and all the things and personal, personal, getting into it. And the comment was, and I... Actual numbers. My numbers are shocking when I talk about how much I weigh and how much I want to lose because for whatever reason, everyone is always surprised when I tell them how tall I am because they think I'm taller much than I taller. am. Much taller, yes. I'm super short. And they are always surprised at how much I physically weigh because I really do. I really do weigh it. So um, I must be doing something to make it look like I don't weigh that much, but uh, meaning that large amount. I certainly look like... I'm a sturdy gal. There ain't no surprise there. In any event, saying all that, the answer was, oh, I don't want, no, that's ridiculous. You can't, <laughs> first of all, that number's wrong. So immediately challenging me on how much weight I need to lose. Then that, in just casual conversation, got into, no way, no way, that's not right. You shouldn't, don't set yourself up that way. That's ridiculous. That number is, you're never going to hit it, first of all. So that's the offensive part. Now you're going to no, not even now you're going to fail. And then after I sort of you're never going to politely said, said, this is advised and I know what I'm attempting and this is what I want to do for me. Right. Um, This. So I also trying to frame it back to I I said those words. This is what I want to do for me. If I tell you that I want to have purple teeth. Right. Because that's what I want to do for me. Your answer is wow. That's if that's as bad Can't as you get to, to see say what if that you looks like, right. right? Wow. Okay. So yeah. Then it turned into, oh, I don't want you. I don't want you. Can't. I don't want you to lose weight. Not like that. That wouldn't be Amy. You can't possibly. That would just wouldn't be Amy. That's not okay. That's not Amy. So now, I have to fit who you think I look like. Or else it'll be weird for you. And because that's really you're tracking what I do. Because you're tracking the day. my weight and you've given me an identity based on your perception of the shape and size of my entire being is related to a fictitious number on a scale that you have already decided I'm not capable of becoming. Okay. And it was a pretty big fuck you to me and I it may feel like a nothing burger to everybody listening but I just I just went huh okay and then blissfully something happened and we were on to another topic I didn't even have to change the subject it wasn't that kind of a thing so nobody knew how ridiculous this was or how hurtful this was and I'm telling you I took at least a week where I thought I need to circle back and say let me help you understand how your ability to track and predict 
how my body looks and behaves and how that affects your life and your relationship with me is so not oh fucking K. And then I thought it, it wasn't about all that. It's just about the reality of people perceive you in a certain way. And I'm perceived, I guess, because I have a big personality and, and because I am open and joyful and noisy and mouthy that you don't rolls know. and love food it rolls around into a big giant blueberry that people are are used to being soft and squishy and fun and so you and should retain weight to nope. make other people feel comfortable with who you are or to live no, up to their I won't do that the okay because that's I, fucking the, ridiculous no, you no, are I, you I, are I, doing what you're doing for <laughs> your health for your sustenance to sustain you as a human to make I'll, t- I'll talk like it's me to make walking on your knees easier. If you, like, right. what do you, fuck her. I'm assuming it's a her. Fuck her. No, no it was a man. Are it you kidding me? No. And so. I've never heard a man that weight centered in the first place, but okay. This was, this is someone who truly loves me, but also identified a bias that I love you in a category of how I see you. And that's what I've really, I've sat with this insult, which was not an insult. I mean, I was insulted by something that was not lobbed at me as an insult. That's job number one for me to understand, right? That really is job number one and why I didn't take it back to this person. It's also immediately why I thought I have to take it back to this person because you don't want to be lobbing insults at people and not even being aware that you're doing it. Not know it, right. Yeah. So instead it came full circle to why am I hurt by this? What's the truth in this that I identify with? What's the thing that really went right into my stomach? Right. Was that something you were fearing in the first place? And cored it out, spiraled it out. And it, it really just came back to this idea that people are perceiving me at a weight and of a weight. And I don't love it. I don't love it. Don't look at my body and decide you know what you're going to do with well, it. Well, that's that's more the issue. The Somebody raised those guys pretty poorly. But I have issue with us, we as women, being put in a, in a pocket and that's how you see us. There's no changing from that. There's no bettering. There's no, what if, oh, all right, let me turn it around. During COVID, I put on 15, 22 pounds, like in that pocket. And people have in their head my legs, which are sticks that come out of my ass, I guess. Like, I don't know how this works, but that's not where I gain weight. That's not my issue. I see it in my face. That's the first thing that gets a little extra. You, see, Everybody gains weight differently. Blah, blah, blah. When somebody, my mother did come out and tell me she was the first to say, and only to say, oh, I see where you've put on all of your COVID weight. Good Lord, woman, what are you going to do for your holiday picture this year? And I thought, so right. But I wasn't fitting for her what she was used to or knew to be. Melissa is is tall and and thin or whatever word you want to use. Guess what? I'm still tall, but like I was rounding, I was softening and rounding out and she had to comment on it. Okay, what's at play here? Her expectation of what my body has looked like, should look like, don't do this. You'll ruin that for me. Well, A, fuck you. I I can't ruin me for you. You deal with your mental bullshit about what you expect other people to look like and 
God knows I will deal with my mental bullshit of having a mommy who told me I got fat. Like I, I will deal with mine that you gave me, but you need to deal with yours that you gave you as well. I'm not interested. And that seems to me like that's his issue of what he feels he can handle people in certain boxes and how they appear and what they are. And you have enough of your issue to deal with, which you're already doing. So don't get me on the right path of dealing with my issues and my thoughts and my psychology behind it and then throw your bullshit in to the spokes of my wheel that are moving along beautifully in a in a really positive way she was actively judging you and trying to guide you and it truly That's a different as story a, as a parent she was trying to make you fit into something as your parent, like my and your, your body is somehow a reflection on her. That's not what this dude was doing. It, w- it was very similar, right? It, aside from everything that that comment did in my head, yeah. I, don't, I firmly believe he intended none of this and would be mortified to even know that it happened. However, it is no, and this, is, this was the third reason that I, that the hardest one to get over about, you really should go and sit and talk with him about it. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Because here's the real thing that he did. If I said to him, I'm applying for a new job and I really want to get it and it's going to be, it's kind of a risky thing and it's a stretch and it's hard for me, but I know it's going to take me to the next level and I'm so excited to do it and I'm, I'm see, it's so important, but I'm actually even letting you in on the secret that I'm going for it. And his answer is, why? I love you at your shitty job. Don't give up that job. Don't try to be it better. It has great benefits for me. I like you at this shitty job. I don't want you to get a different job. I, I get want you free to have a weed job. at this job. Why would you want to be the Amy surgeon wants general? wants to try and yeah. run a marathon. Why do you want to run a marathon? I don't want to run a marathon. You shouldn't either. It was just, why on earth would I, what could I have possibly said to you as a thing I'm striving for that your answer is anything other than I'm so excited, I can't stop clapping long enough to cheer for you louder. Like what, how is that not your immediate answer? I just don't even fundamentally know how the brain would have gone anywhere other than how can I support you more? I'm so excited. And it just didn't happen. <laughs> Not only did it didn't happen, it was I actively wish for you to fail. <laughs> I was I like, don't that's want a new you to sentence. lose weight. I actively wish for you to fail. So I actively that, want the sentence. opposite so that I can be so that you can stay the same for me. For I'm me. More comfor- I'm I've- more comfortable with you the way you are. Because I, I reap be benefits else. from that. If you lost weight, are, go directly to the problem. Are you going to stop being Amy who feeds us when we come over? Are you going to stop being fun? Yeah. Are if you I'm going an to alcoholic, being, right? I'm going to stop drinking. That's the no. perfect example. Don't do that. Yeah. You're party Amy. I don't want you to stop I want, drinking. You won't be fun to me. You're no value to me if we're not drinking together. What? Yeah, yeah that's so fucked up. So it was not an easy one. And it also happened when I was at a when I was at a proper plateau in trying to get these medications right to figure out what oh. is going on with my uh, metabolism and menopause combined to make all this shit so crazy, so crazy for me to try and lose in any event. So was I right in not following up with this dear, dear friend and just letting that shit be a turtle? Let that shit roll off your back? I would, I, I'm not looking for fights, so I would let that go. But if there was a time in the future where the two of you were alone or sitting on a couch or there would never be a fight. I'm not, it's no, I'm not saying a fight. If there's an opportunity to say, finally, when he's like, damn girl, you look good. 
hey, just so you know, a hint of encouragement. No, thanks to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A hint of encouragement would have been great. Your comments at the beginning of this struggle or the middle kind of threw me off step for a bit and made me think, wait, what am I doing? Because you are such a trusted friend to me to have you not come out with immediate support was kind of shocking. So I just want to let you know in the future, if there's someone in your life who comes to you with, I don't know, broad goals that don't really, you know, support your idea of how their life should be, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Melissa would like you to just give me his number. I'll take care of it. It's just so funny. It's just so funny because this one, it's such a clear cut example of give it to me. Amy's Amy's trying to do something that 100% will benefit Amy. There's no way that you can look at this and think, gosh, is that risky? Is that, oh, what? Oh, oh, oh. there's All nothing good. there. Right. Okay. Well, Amy also a year and a half ago joined a professional organization that I, I bought tore in. you out of. Yeah. And it, no, it, you had nothing to do with it. I re-upped for a second year. You didn't tear <laughs> me out of anything. So my favorite part is you were so against it. And the primary thing they said in that organization is your friends are going to go against us. People who tell you, not to do things to better yourself, it's about them and it's not about you. So it's like in the weight case, (laughs) everybody gets, no, of course you want to lose weight. But if you want to make networking or join a club to try and make more money or I don't know, it's just funny how things are. Like if I was running a marathon or if I wanted to lose weight by doing bariatric surgery, then would people have more, would they feel more uh, entitled to tell me that's risky, that's wrong, that's ill-advised. Like it's just, it's a curiosity to me that people who love me in a protective instinct sometimes are in a situation to be at odds with what I think is best for the moment. What I think is best for the moment is to keep a red rectangle of trash. So I fully understand that people are frequently giving me news I don't want to hear but need to hear. So that's in there too right? That's in there too. But it can get tricky to try and sift it all out. When do I trust my gut and hang on to that fucking sofa? And when do I realize it is a red rectangle of trash and let that wait? I think you always trust your gut. I think you go with your gut until 75,000 people tell you otherwise. And I thought you were getting hornswoggled on that group. I absolutely (laughs) did. I'm like, what have you got? Nothing? I made more than my than double my money back. But the answer is, could I have made more than double my money back without it? Absolutely. I could have gotten those things for free, but I didn't. But that's the, the same, same way as Peloton. You, like, I could ride a bike. The same way when you pay bike. for a physical trainer, but yes. you don't. Unless, so that's I what I pay it was. for Peloton, and, and I yes. go back because of them. So if that works for you, I just, I, I the whole thing, the levels, it brought me back to Scientology. And I will, two things now. Um, I watched on Hulu, Brooke Shields' Pretty Baby. Oh, is that the documentary about her parents maybe not being the best people? It's the documentary about her being naked at the age of nine in in child pornographic. It would never happen now, right? It would never. But in that time, it's two episodes, and Drew Barrymore was on it, who I love. Um, I've seen the things on TikTok where Drew Barrymore and Brooke Shields are sitting on a sofa crying to each other, literally crying about, hey, was your childhood fucked up like mine? Because <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't know anybody else that was fucked up in the same way. And they're like, kind of, yeah, kind of. She's interviewed so it in so it. And it weird. was, the first episode was so disturbing. And how did society let this happen? And where was your mother? The whole Michael Jackson right. parent thing again yes! that just made me think you're the worst human. And she's dead. So that's why this came out. And also, and so I, eh, 
I want to tell you, I want to endorse and tell you to watch it because the second episode made me feel a little better and she's solid and she's great and she's got two incredible daughters and a husband. Like it's all good in the end, but dear God, bitch, you went through it. So I, I might recommend it, endorse, watch. But what I really think that we both saw this week that we would like to leave our listeners like looking for to keep head on a swivel until you see the cat cam TikTok. What's that? There is a cat that somebody must have put a GoPro on. Oh my Lord and my God, no. And he wanders everywhere with this camera on and you are, I don't know, a fourth of an inch from the ground and you are wandering in backyards. You are sniffing trash. You are going, seeing people. You are, it is fucking fascinating. Would I prefer it on a dog? Maybe because they're higher up and, but let me tell you, this cat cam on TikTok is worth a watch. If you find it, I got caught for maybe 20 minutes. He just goes and goes and goes. Where's he going today? It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I am ready for some quality cat footage. I'll tell you why. Jamaica, a woman whose kid is on the lacrosse team. So I've been with her before. I've encountered her before. Don't know her. Um, you know, sat in the stands next to her. Okay, see you next game. That kind of thing. She came to Jamaica. They had an emergency, a vet emergency, which delayed their trip by one day. So they arrived day two. And I happened to intercept her at the lobby. Happened to be there. I was like, oh, great. Let's all go down together. It's fantastic. I'll show you right where we are. So we got to walk and chat. And she's like, yeah, we had this vet emergency. Everything's okay. She'd already told us. And I was like, I heard. I'm so glad everything's good. That's And you were good to take care of your cat. You stayed home to make sure that your cat got whatever the cat needed. And then she proceeds to tell me what the cat needed. It's a long walk from the lobby to the ocean. Oh, God, what happened? Well, I'm just, I'm going to not share all the news that I have about the tip of this cat's penis and everything else that was going on with the blockage. Uh, lady, I'm like, hi, my name is Amy. I'm three I don't drinks mean to in, know. right? <laughs> I super, uh, urinary tract in your cat. That's got to be painful. Oh, it was. And the tip of his penis also got infected. And so the hole where the urine comes out, they had to stitch it. And, 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 and I'm like, why? Why? Look around. Stop talking about your cat's dick. We're in why are you paradise here? right now. I'm trying to remember your fucking first name. I don't want, like, why is this what you would say? Who would say this? Why are people making these comments? Did people forget how to talk to other people? We've already established that is a solid yes. But come on. There is no really? more small talk. I took donate blood. The woman's like, yeah, we paid seven grand to have our our autistic grandson's best friend, Harvey, the cat, turned from a boy because he had an infection in his penis into a girl. They took his ureter. And they had a transgender cat they did. surgery? They did. But it sounds like your friend did, too. You still need a hole out, out of which you need to pee. Hey, dear listener. God help us all. Do you please. want a PET scan? Let us know. Thank you so much for listening. We are grateful for your every nobody, earball. Nobody nobody wants a PET That scan. listens nobody. to us. Every Not time you turn us on, I hope we turn you on. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.